You're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. I'm Jim McDonald here with my co-host Tyson Franklin. Tyson, how's it going today? It's really good, Jim. It's um, like I always tell you, warm in cans, a little <laughs> bit warmer than where you are in Canada. Exactly. You're always going to beat me in that game. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I so think, no worries. Yeah, um, I think all year round I'll pretty well beat you in that game. Even <laughs> our winter, I think, is warmer than probably your summer. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised uh, when it comes to that. But uh, how about you fill in the, the folks today, kind of what we're going to be discussing and kind of uh, the direction we're going to take them today? Oh, so this episode, episode number five, we're going to talk about uh, an idea that I've seen similar things in other places. Everyone knows what a matrix is. So what we're going to talk about is a content matrix, and it's looking at all the things you do, and then also all the places you can market it. And when you put it, yeah, what across the top the the uh, places where you can market it, and all the things you do along the side, and then you try and line them up. What is going to work best on what platform or what type of um, way of marketing? Yeah, so I'm curious to hear kind of like how you started off with this idea, and uh, obviously. You know, being a practice yourself, it probably came in handy back in the day. But just can you feel us a little bit about how you, you know, kind of came up with this idea? Well, I'd love to say that I did do this when I had my practice five years ago. I wish I had have done this five years ago. I'd done something similar, but not to the same sort of detail. So because I've been doing coaching with one-on-one, a lot of people, this idea sort of adapted and evolved from that. When So on a previous episode, we were talking about what you love doing in podiatry. So this is sort of like looking at your services and sort of looking at all the things you do and and putting them in order of what you like doing as well. But then when you look at all the different platforms, and and it sort of came about because sometimes a podiatrist will go, oh, I need to be on Instagram or I need to be doing this because they see everybody else doing it. But does that is that really the best platform for you with the type of services that you offer? Because not every podiatrist offers the same services. I think that's a really good point. And not every podiatrist is going to be treating the exact same kind of patient demographic, right? Uh, there's not a lot of probably senior citizens on TikTok. So if you're wanting to, you know, work with an older generation of folks, yeah, exactly. I don't know. There's some grandmas on there. I'm not going to lie. I, there's probably, you know, you probably go viral if you're the right age uh, and you're able to, you know, shake it the right way. But at the same time, like, I think you bring up a good point. Like th- these different people kind of uh, congregate in different areas and how do you get in front of those, um, you know, right uh, patients from a demographic standpoint or from a specific kind of diagnosis procedure side of things can be a, a hu- make a huge impact on your practice. Yeah, well, even if you just think social media, I was listening to a podcast one day and there was a builder on there and has his own building business. And someone mentioned something about TikTok and he says, oh, I don't want to stand there doing all these silly dances. And they go, oh, no, it's not all about that. You can just do these short like, information videos. So he started doing something about what you can do with a hammer. And he just started doing all these like crazy little videos. And next thing he had a couple of hundred thousand people following him on TikTok. And the amount of business he generated from that was incredible. Initially, he thought, no, TikTok wouldn't be a good platform for him. And But I've seen some podiatrists do it well. I've seen some podiatrists do it embarrassingly bad. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's trying to know what you want to get out of it uh, before kind of like starting on a channel or, you know, like what's, you know, what are you trying to go for? How do you want to position your expertise in a way that will, you know, gather awareness and and kind of gain more notoriety for the type of care you want to provide? Yeah, so you might look at something like 
uh, let's think of a, a basic service that nearly everybody does. It might be Shockwave, for example. Say you've got the Shockwave machine. Where is going to be the best place if, when you look at that particular service and the things that it can treat, when you look at all the different social media platforms and other ways of marketing your business, you know, the six pillars of marketing, which is the best platform to put that on? Is it YouTube? Should you be posting something on Facebook? Is it Instagram? And But one thing I think people make mistake is they try and be on too many platforms and they and they don't have time. They don't have the time to do it right. So they, they try and be on six different platforms, whereas you're going, well, maybe you should be on two and do them really well and then pick which services that you do are going to match the best platform or marketing pillar. No, definitely. I think you're, you make a good point there. I think people feel like they need to be everywhere doing everything, but obviously time is a scarce resource and yeah. you know, outsource, outsourcing some of this can be difficult to get the messaging uh, right on, on the mark. But I think one area you brought up multiple times with me, and I think it definitely is, while I skew more to the digital side, is this that, um, you know, go where those patients are and, you know, not don't forget about those traditional kind of shoe leather marketing channels because, you know, you know, people that need, you know, foot and ankle care services have a you know wide variety of, um, you know, places where they're at, whether it's, it is on social, that can be a huge thing, but also out in the real world or even old school traditional publications at times. Yeah, well, a perfect example, I'll stick with Shockwave, is you could do a video of you doing Shockwave on somebody. Now, Shockwave is boring live, let alone watching Shockwave on a video. So is that the best service to be, if you were trying to promote it, you, you might put something on YouTube or something on Instagram or Facebook, but it's not the most exciting visual thing to be watching. It's boring. However, we took our Shockwave unit and we did the rounds going to see a lot of doctor surgeries who we were getting referrals from, and we showed them what the shockwave was and how it worked and the percussion effect and we got so many more referrals from that than we did from anything else that we did about shockwave so it was purely using it as a demonstration so if we were then doing at a, an expo or something and you had a, a display set up having the shockwave unit there and showing people how it worked was by far the best way to market that particular service so when you look at it on the matrix we could have shockwave on the list coming down and when we go across, expos, demonstrations, you know, one-on-one face meetings was the best way to actually market it. So that's sort of how the matrix works. No, that totally makes sense. And I think you bring up a really good point. You know, I think a lot of uh, podiatrists or even sometimes I get focused in on like, okay, the way to get more patients is to get right in front of the, those specific people, those patients. But yeah. there is other layers to, to explore and opportunities to, you know, provide value, provide education to other kind of what I call like... Um, like kind of partners or more like kind of uh, these kind of connectors in a way, right? So whether that's other clinics, whether that's other healthcare providers, whether that's like you want to treat more runners and going to a running shoe store, like getting in good or showing value and providing uh, helpful information, education oh, to these people that can kind of ex- help you like exponentially um, get in front of more people as opposed to like, you know, building a brick by brick or one person at a time, which can sometimes feel like, either expensive or a bit of a, you know, difficult from a time uh, management perspective. Well, the good part is when, when you're looking at it as a visual uh, diagram, like the matrix, and you have, well, stick with Shockwave, you've got Shockwave down there, and, you, and then across the top, you've got all the different ways that you can actually promote Shockwave through the social media platforms, old school marketing. 
And what is, is you keep testing which ones. And as you test them, if you go, wow, did, did a couple of videos on Shockwave, did nothing. How much time did it cost us to record it? Was it worthwhile? So then you might cross out that YouTube is not the platform for that or that one particular service. And then you just keep testing things. And once you find the ones that work, you go, okay, Shockwave, face-to-face. So, and then you might go, for example, you might have the services you offer, but then you might have the type of patients that you want to see as well, more running patients. Where's the best place to, to get more running patients? Like you said, you would go out to a shoe shop, be at weekend running events. So these are all the things that you, you're trying to line things up. And the more often you do it, and the more mistakes you made, the better you get. Until eventually you can look at your matrix and everything's already mapped out for you. When you're trying to think of what, what are we going to do this year, you can use that to help set your planning up. No, that totally makes sense. And uh, not to totally sidetrack the conversation, but like every time I'm hearing you say the word matrix, yeah. I'm kind of curious in the back of my mind whether or not this new Keanu Reeves movie is any good or not. I mean, I, I know I've been thinking that too. <laughs> I've seen it like the matrix. I like Keanu Reeves. I've got the three Matrix movies here at home, but I just noticed that they're on Binge as well. It's one of the streaming platforms. So I want to watch the three movies again before, uh, I think the fourth one came comes out, well, came out in December. I think it came yeah, out I think on the 22nd December. I think it's out now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is not a plug for uh, for Keanu or the Matrix movie, but I just wanted to note that, that uh, when you're saying that, I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, is that new one going to be any good? But uh, I know. I'm really concerned that... <laughs> I don't think they'd release it if it was going to be... I don't think Keanu Reeves would do it if it wasn't going to be a good movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I guess we'll have to find that out. But um... <laughs> People will listen to this and go, wow, it's now a movie review. But you, <laughs> exactly. I don't think you can see the word Matrix without thinking of the Matrix. No, for sure. But speaking of your Matrix, not yeah. Keanu's, like, yeah. like how, how do you... You think, you know, people in our audience, like, what's a good way to kind of, like, get started? Obviously, you kind of talked a little bit about, like, focusing on those, um, you know, things you want to do or the demographic of patients you want to help. But, like, you know, as far as kind of, like, uh, getting uh, initiated into doing something in their own practice, you said, you know, testing a little bit. But do you have any other specific examples about how you think things should be rolled out? Yeah, well, I think right now you sit down you work at what do you already do? What are you currently doing? So get that on paper. What, what services do you have you know, or skills that you offer or the type of patients that you want? Write them all down and then look at where, where are you currently promoting that service or that type of treatment. And that'll give you an idea of what you're already doing. And now think, is it working? So whatever it is that you're doing, you may have been, say, Instagram, for example. I know a lot of people spend a lot of time on Instagram creating movies and diagrams and things flashing up on the screen and they're putting on instagram all the time but when i have a look at their followers the numbers aren't really that high and when you have a look at all the people that actually engage and like that what they're putting out there 80 percent of them are usually other podiatrists or friends so they're thinking is it having the impact now if they're going oh yes i put so many hours a week into doing this and we know that we get so many new patients every month from those things then keep it on your matrix but if it's not working, think, put less time into it, and maybe put your time somewhere else. No, that, that totally makes sense. I think one of the tough things, you know, when you're, and I kind of remember being in practice myself, is that like, you know, the patients in front of us, we're doing those things, we're doing the notes, we're billing, all those kind of things. But like, how to kind of create, you know, metrics around, I think that's a huge component of it is like, whether it's outsourced or doing, you know, someone's doing it in-house in yeah. a clinic uh, from the marketing perspective, like, having some kind of like key performance indicators, some KPIs 
that are checked on a consistent basis over a few months because i think you know there's going to be ups and downs with no matter what kind of platform you're using so it's really kind of like trying to follow trends with some of these things whether it's like how many dollars did it cost to acquire a new patient on a certain channel mm. or like you talked about like are we experiencing growth uh, in our Facebook page and I know like from an organic standpoint because I think that's one thing that I've found with some people is that They're on these channels because they feel like they need to or like other people are doing them But even you know, like you said the the effort to like effort or money towards like actual uh, Benefits is like way skewed towards like way too much money for not enough output Yeah, um, but but it's like a matter of like if it's not working, you know having someone to balance ideas off of or figure out if it's not working in this certain thread like how are ways to change it to try to get more engagement or more um you know benefit from some of those channels before moving on because i think like you said if it's not working you need you know find it what is but um until you can measure it on a consistent basis sometimes it can seem a little like like you know like boxing in the dark or throwing you know darts blindfold <laughs> it's like how do i measure this like if i I'm not I'm not a marketing specialist. I don't know. Like I feel like I should be doing these things, but I can't tell if it's working or not. Cause I think that's you know, and you're not always getting clear metrics or clinical results are not always being tied to some of these marketing efforts. And that's what sometimes makes it a bit of a, a gray area for people in practice. Yeah. One thing that just popped in my head. Have you ever watched uh, Blindfold Boxing? I have not seen Blindfold uh, Boxing, so, but I just, I just is, kind of threw that out there. <laughs> it is so funny. They put blindfolds on people, on two people. They put them in the ring. They ding the bell, and they're both just walking around, like just throwing <laughs> haymakers because they don't know where they're. And then what's really funny, then they sort of they slow down a little bit because they're wearing themselves out. All of a sudden, they touch each other, and my God, it's mm -hmm. like rock and sock and robots. Where the, the punches <laughs> go, and then they sort of break apart, and they can't find each other again. So, yeah, that's really funny. But getting back to what you said, other than if you've, you've got to watch blindfold the boxing one day i'm, I'm gonna look it on youtube right after yeah. this call <laughs> is like you said sometimes people just need help to do this and they need to need a way of measuring what they're doing to see what sort of results that they're getting i think it's peter drucker says yeah if you can't measure it don't do it and what he's saying is if, if you're doing something you can't measure the results from it then maybe it's something that you shouldn't be doing you should be doing something else where you can measure the results so that's why i reckon if people don't have time to do marketing for the business, then they need to engage with somebody to help them in certain areas. It just makes sense to do it. Yeah, either getting help or just like learning about these channels kind of mm. one at a time, as opposed to like spreading their time and efforts over, like you said, like five or 10, still feeling lost about not how, not knowing how they work. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we're trained to be foot and ankle specialists and not necessarily, you know, internet marketing gurus or, you know, traditional media savvy folks, but, uh, so this, it's not rocket science. It's just a matter of like how to best allocate that scarce resource known as time um, to kind of benefit the clinic and, and kind of build that ideal practice um, that's in line with your your values, but also you know providing a huge benefit to your you know your local community and the patients you treat. Yeah, but it's and it's getting experience from other people. So one of my coaching clients recently, over the like last twelve months. From where they were to where they are now, the business had like a $350,000 increase in the one year. Just tweaking a couple of things. They already had a good business, but it was just, just took it up to a, to another level. And I remember reading somewhere once and someone someone was complaining, oh, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. And this person said, you could grab all the wealth in the world, divide it evenly between everybody. 
to the person living on the street, to the real, richest guy. Everyone gets the same amount of money. He said, in 10 years' time, the rich will be rich and the poor will be poor. It's because you can take all the money off of yeah, a, a rich person and they will make it back again because they know how to do it. So it's no different way. I could set a podiatry clinic up tomorrow and because I've done it so many times, I just know what to do. Whereas if someone's got a business and they're so busy just being a podiatrist and they don't have time, like you said, they've either got to go and learn it one by one and just get the experience in doing it or ask for help. No, for, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, I went a bit off track then. But that's all right. No, no, it was, it was a good point. <laughs> well, it is. It, it's, it's one of those things, like you said, was, was great, is pick one platform and learn it and get good at it. And does yeah. that fit in on your matrix? Does it going to fit in? What service is that going to work with? Because, for example, you might have certain things you're going to do and audio could be one of those marketing things across the top. What do you do that would match with audio really well? No, 100%. That's a huge platform. And I think it's also a matter of like, if, if people do engage with outside sources or providers, you know, it's totally okay to ask for something like an audit, you know, to like, you know, get to know those folks or, you know, be kind of a first step because I think, yeah. you know, even if you feel like you have your marketing completely figured out and it's rolling, um, there's, it's, it's a kind of a constantly changing ecosystem of like opportunities, you know, for example, like for, uh, like Google ads used to be able to kind of like, measure very closely a click to like when someone scheduled an appointment. But now with kind of browser, you know, different privacy policies, which can be a good thing, um, th that ability to kind of attribute mm. a click to a, a new patient appointment is not that kind of same clear path. So like, you know, a lot of the things that help us make, you know, good financial decisions um, in marketing are get a little bit more murky because of privacy concerns for, for good reason. Um, so like, you know, it, it, it can be a tough time, sometimes a little tough to nail down, you know, specifics, but when you have kind of an outside perspective about where an industry is going or some new ways to try to, you know, get your, the care you provide in front of the right eyeballs, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a matter of just kind of constant experiment, you know, experimentation and testing. Um, like you talked about, you know, trying some different stuff along the way, not having to do all the things at once, but just getting familiar with what's all out there, either yourself or with the help of others will just really help you, you know, like I said, build that kind of ideal practice down the road. It's not, um, no one's going to get it all figured out tomorrow. It's a matter of a uh, continuous learning in life, right? Yeah. And when you said a bit, you know, you got to try things out and, and test the waters. And that's where I think drawing it all out in like a diagram and a matrix sort of diagram, like I said, it'll show you what you're doing right now. You might find, yeah, well, what I'm doing right now is not working. So keep adding things to the matrix. And so you've got a visual idea of maybe what you've done in the past. And if you want to, you could do it as a spreadsheet. You could color code, red, bad. We've done that, didn't work. And sometimes it's not always a bad idea. It could be you've just, you've got a good idea, but you've chosen the wrong platform to put it on. But like what I said right at the beginning about Shockwave, to put Shockwave on your YouTube video would be simply boring. Unless you're talking over the top and explaining what it is that you're doing. But just to see Shockwave do, 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 puts me to sleep. But so therefore you might go YouTube, you make that red, not a great, great platform. But face to face, whether it's a meeting or an expo or a display works well. So that's green. And as the years go on, your knowledge will get better and better. So down the track, you go to open up a second, third clinic, fourth clinic, 10th clinic. You go to your matrix and you just keep repeating what you've already learned. 
even though there's changed, there's certain things that, you know, kind of last the test of time. So I think that's a great point to bring up. I think back to podiatry 10 years ago to now, just how much it has changed. So I can just imagine what it's going to be like in the next 10 years. But the things that don't change, are, there's people out there who are asking questions every single day. I have this problem. How can I fix it? And you've got to be able to get your skill and expertise in front of them some way, whether it's an online platform, whether it's old school, whether it, whether it's face-to-face, -face, that will never change. So regardless of all the other changes that go on, that won't change. And when you're providing great care, I think that just, you know, that's something that's going to spread um, both kind of uh, old school and a digital oh, yeah. word, of, word of mouth. Like there's, um, it's a great flywheel, but you have to kind of get that flywheel started. So, and the final thing I just want to say is, regardless of what we've spoken about in the past and what we're going to talk about in the future, Still, it's really important to remember you're clinically, you've got to be good. If you're, if someone that does, you might think, oh, the guy down the road, he's a terrible podiatrist. He's awful. He should be arrested. Shouldn't be allowed to work. If he's that bad, the, the public will find out. So don't worry about him. Always just focus on what you're doing, your own clinical skills, your own business, and just keep, just keep getting better at marketing as time goes on. That's, that's sound advice. I, I really resonate with that. So, uh, yeah, so this is a, a, a fun uh, kind of dive into your content, content matrix there, uh, there, Neo. So Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yes, and then in a future episode, we'll report back on what, uh, what we thought of the movie once we both see it. So, Jim, that's been fun. It was good talking with you. Yeah, great talking to you as well, Tyson. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.